Well, it is time for Open Line Wednesday, and we're so glad you're here with us this morning because Michael Rydelnik, the host of Open Line Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. until noon, is here. He is our professor of Jewish studies and Bible at Moody Bible Institute, ready to answer your Bible and Christian living questions. So, you've still got time to text in at 800-969-9467, and there's time to call in 800 969 9467. The phone lines are open to you right now. Michael, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, did I tell you guys that we have called a new Jewish studies professor at Moody? No. Yeah, I'm almost done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm almost done. Come on. Yeah. No, I'll continue to teach a course. I'm the dean now, and we needed to get a new full time Jewish studies professor. And we got a fantastic young professor uh, who was my student at one time and he's starting in August and so pretty, it, pretty is, excited about that is this one a resident of Israel no he's from no? Canada but he's a uh, uh, he's a messianic Jew uh, with a he went to Moody for Jewish studies got his uh, master's at Dallas Seminary and his doctorate at McMaster University in Jewish studies uh, he is an ex- He can also teach Old Testament, which he will, uh, and uh, just a, a terrific uh, young teacher. Uh, young compared to me, he's not a baby. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna arrive when he's thirty six, the same age I was when I started at Booty, wow. and uh, and he starts in August. His name is Michael Gabazon, and he was one so. of your former students. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my I've goodness. I've known his family, known his family since before he was born. And uh, uh, his dad, when he was 18, he, he said, where am I going to go to school? His dad said, only one place. And brought him to Moody. And uh, so, yeah, and he was like, you know, what, because of family friendships, you know, he was at our house for Passover and holidays. And uh, I introduced him to his wife and did their wedding. And it's a very, very uh, fun relationship. But boy, he's a great teacher and has written already wrote in the moody handbook of messianic prophecy and yes indeed i'm very excited about that looking at him right there a citizen of quebec right now oh you found a picture <laughs> of him right away <laughs> yeah right away right away i got hey hey buddy that's the new york in me i'll find you oh and he <laughs> will he, he doesn't miss anything doesn't take but long. I'll keep teaching. I'll always, you know, I, even as dean, I, I'm teaching two courses this semester. In the fall, I'll teach one. And in the spring next year, I'll be teaching one. And then we'll see what happens. So, All right. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm not going to do to him what happened to me. I came and I had to prepare 14 courses in two years. Uh, so I'll, I'll kind of help him along the way so that he doesn't get inundated with new preps the way I was. Oh, wow. Oh, my. Well, teaching yeah. is so much in your blood, Michael, and you seem to enjoy it so much. I mean, just relating to people in that way and helping them understand the Bible. I can't imagine you ever completely giving up teaching in every oh, way. Oh, no, I never I will. Yeah. Never will. And, I, you know, I this is funny. People say, won't you miss full-time teaching? I will, I'm sure, but I thought this was the right move. And then also, I'm, I'm very... Uh, happy that I get to teach every Saturday for two hours. Uh, I, I teach real people with their real questions and also when I'm on with you guys and uh, other stations during the week. I, I love this kind of interaction with people over the word. 
Now, you see, you guys, what have we been telling you all along? This is why we don't want you to hesitate to call in and talk to Michael. He loves to teach. I know some people get intimidated and they feel like their questions are just silly, and they're not. I keep telling them that, Michael. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've gotten silly questions. Want to hear the silliest question I ever got? What? Okay. In uh, Revelation 20, it says that he has a name on his thigh that he alone knows. Someone <laughs> called up. They want to know what that name was. Okay, that one is a silly question. <laughs> that, that'll give you. But that's the only one I've ever had. Only they, they, one silly question in all these years. I think that's pretty good. They must really think you've got some insider information. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nope. is, the, is there an asterisk or any reference in that that says, also Michael knows at the end? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently in their Bible, not mine. So yeah. There we go. Oh, wow. my goodness. Oh, man. Well, we do have some questions for you. Before we dive in, though, uh, it was just recently announced that Hamas is actually proposing a 135-day truce uh, and a hostage deal to, in their words, leading to the end of the war. But the exchange in what this is, it seems so so lopsided, and I just don't know. Can you speak a little bit about what's happening right now? Um, we are over the four-month mark here today yeah. um, of you know, the sad events of October 7th. What, what are we looking yeah. at here? Well, number one, the war continues. Uh, there's, Israel is fighting a war that they did not, that the state of Israel did not start, did not yeah. want, did not expect. Let's be really blunt about this. All the uh, complaints that we hear, uh, even these false allegations of genocide, uh, Israel is doing everything they can to preserve civilian life uh, Hamas is guilty of anything if anything because they embed among civilians and uh, won't let civilians get away to safety so that that's uh, the continuing uh, now several hostage deals have been and ceasefire deals have been negotiated by Qatar or, you know, we say Qatar now I guess Qatar uh, and uh, the the <laughs> excuse me bless you uh, Hamas I don't have a pause button where I am you know, <laughs> a, a silence button sorry about that it's okay uh, uh, the uh, Hamas uh, has rejected them which I think is so funny people are demanding a ceasefire from Israel and Hamas keeps rejecting it yeah uh, and so that's uh, that's what's going on. Israel's trying very hard. The, the reason there's even a potential of a ceasefire is because Israel has not just uh, dropped, stopped fighting. That The fighting is putting pressure on Sinwar and Hamas. Sinwar is the, the leader of Hamas in Gaza. Uh, I don't know what will come of this. They keep asking for outrageous uh, responses. Yeah. Then when it gets negotiated, then they refuse it. Uh, is what Hamas does. So I don't know until I actually see. And even when there's an agreement, they broke the last agreement. Do you, if you remember, mm -hmm. uh, they were in the midst of, of prisoner and now it's not mutual hostage exchanges because the the people that Israel is asked to give up are actually convicted terrorists. Yes, and and uh, nevertheless, Hamas broke the deal when they had one. And so we'll see what happens. 
I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a prophet nor the son of a prophet, but I think it's a very serious uh, need. They announced yesterday that Israel, Israel announced yesterday that more than 30 of the hostages are confirmed dead. Uh, Hamas is killing them. They're not, you know, Hamas says it's because of Israeli bombardment. That's, uh, the, the evidence does not support that in terms of the bodies that have been recovered of, of hostages. Uh, they have been murdered by Hamas gradually. So uh, it's, it's just, uh, they are a barbaric, brutal, evil, I, I don't mind saying it, uh, intrinsically evil group. And uh, I, I utterly understand, I completely understand why Israel believes they have to make them unable to attack Israel ever again. Mm. Well, one of the things that I found interesting, because you mentioned this, that, you know, this is a lot of it, they have broken the the agreed to talks before. And now with just several weeks ago, the uh, investigation of the 12 employees and the firing of those 12 employees at the UNRWA, it is part of their demand that UNRWA still be involved inside of Gaza and that they would receive all of this aid. And it just seems very, very strange that that is a very specific request. Yeah. Well, to understand, you know, in Israel, they call it UNRWA, uh, UN Relief Works Agency. Yeah. uh, Relief and Works Agency. That was formed in 1949 by the United Nations to help Palestinians who had fled from one part uh, of Palestine, as it was called before Israel was a state, uh, to another part. That's the, you know, they just went, for example, from, some of them fled from Haifa to Jenin or Ramallah uh, or to Gaza. Or It was all part of what was then called Palestine. Uh, uh, 390,000 was the official number. Now they're in the millions. And uh, most people are not aware that at the same time there were 750,000 refugees from Arab lands of Jews who came to Israel and were not given a special UN agency to care for. The state of Israel had to care for them and, and to integrate them into society. Uh, but that's what happened. And now uh, there is one United Nations agency that deals with refugees all over the world and another one only for Palestinians. That's UNRWA. And the one for Palestinians, this is most amazing. You only had to have lived there for two years to be considered a refugee. So if someone had come up from Egypt to work in the British mandate, you know, Jerusalem office, uh, and then they said, oh boy, a war's coming, and they ran away, they are now under the care of the United Nations. Hmm. I mean, only two years. And the other difference between the refugees for the UNRWA is that they can stay refugees perpetually. Their children, their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren, or no matter where they live or what they do, they're considered refugees. Mm. That's not the case with the other refugees around the world. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, the, the UNRWA is a... Uh, it, just, it just exacerbates the problem instead of coming to a resolution. That's, mm. that's what the problem is. And, of course, they are infiltrated by... Uh, Hamas. Yeah. So, 
uh, that's the, a, a more serious problem. Well, it's more reason to be praying over it. Yeah, it is. And I'm curious, Michael, too, because, and I don't know how to to look at this, respond to this, or or how you would answer this, but I totally understand why Israel would want to go after Hamas to destroy their ability to make war against Israel. But Mm -hmm. I don't foresee Hamas or any other group ever stopping making war against Israel, Mm -hmm. you know, until... Jesus returns. This is what it's going yeah. to be. Israel is going to be perpetually threatened. Um, I, I, d- I agree, but but I don't think that uh, – if you're saying can we stamp out the ideological uh, framework of yeah. hatred of Israel, I think that would be really hard to do. Yeah. However, uh, the organized effort, which is done by Hamas, can be severely st- – uh, uh, limited or stopped that is that can happen right now half of the fighters for hamas have been removed and they they still have a fighting brigade down in the south which uh israel will deal with uh it it is costly it is very dangerous i uh i was listening to a a for a current student of mine who was called up and served for two months in a tank in Gaza. And last night at missions conference, uh, he met one of our professors, and she said, you know, I didn't, I'd never met you before, but I prayed for you every day while you were there. She said, I'd be so terrified to do what you did, to be in a tank in Gaza. And he said, well, it's a good thing then that I was fighting and you were praying. <laughs> I loved his attitude. <laughs> he says, I appreciated every prayer. I really, I, I really did. And he's... Uh, just uh, uh, you know, they they saw the need to do it, and he risked his life because you know it was all those anti-tank missiles that were taking out Israeli soldiers, and and he was there in harm's way for two months, and now he's been released and he's back at school at Moody. Uh, but it's uh, it is a, a a difficult situation, but I do think that you can at least it's this is more than what Israel used to call with Hamas mowing the lawn. Uh, Periodically, Israel would have to go and take out the some of the uh, infrastructure that allowed Hamas to uh, shoot missiles at Israel at uh, civilian targets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is this is much deeper, and it can have a more lasting effect. And part of the lasting effect is the people of Gaza now are getting angry at Hamas because of the way Hamas has ruined their lives. And the 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 more the people of Gaza will object the better it will be for them uh, when they won't be ruled by Hamas. Mm, boy. Well, Michael, thank you for the insight on that. It is important. We want to keep aware of that as we come now to the four-month mark of uh, what has been happening in Israel. And so we ask that you would continue to pray over that situation and ultimately that Hamas would be defeated. You've spoken of yeah. this. You know, it is an evil, evil, um, yeah. with a capital E, uh, yeah. organization that is harmful to the people that it is around. It does not care for human life, and it has one mission, and that is to eradicate anyone, uh, Christian mm-hmm. or Jew or otherwise, who is not of the belief uh, that yeah. they stand and represent for jihad. And it is just... It's it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm just going to say, I think that 
uh, th- there's a difference between them. I know that you say, well, there, there will be others, Kelly, but there will be. But at, at this point, I think it's something that we can pray for. Here's what I'm praying for. I'm praying, number one, for the victory of the IDF. Two, I'm praying for the protection of Palestinian civilians. I really care deeply for them, as mm-hmm. does Israel. And so I'm praying for that. So if people want to know what to pray. And then I've been praying radically that God would do something that would bring Hamas to repentance and that they would surrender, because this war would end in a moment if the leadership of Hamas would surrender. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Well, Michael, thank you for that update, and I'm afraid we've used all of our time this morning, but um, we're going to hold over our questions for all of you listening. Oh, this, no, 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 no. We this needed is, this update. This is vitally this important. Update. Yeah. Um, do not apologize for that. That This was a necessary conversation we've been wanting to have with you, but want to let all of you listening know um, we do have a handful of questions. We're going to hold these over until next week, and if you submitted a question, um, you guys are at the top of the list next week for Michael. So, Michael will be locked and loaded and ready next week. So oh, I'll we, be ready. We're going to we're going to worry out with in him. the midst of war. That's not what we say, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Locked and loaded in a good way, Michael. In a, in a good, good way. way. My, my lips. My lips will be locked and loaded. There we go. Well, Michael, let's put those to good use because you're going to be on the Journeys of Paul Sail Away, and we've got a contest going on. People just have but a few 11 days left. Uh, Give us the 30-second on why somebody should enter. Oh, we're going to be on this beautiful ship, uh, a tall ship, you know, sail ship, uh, for about a week. We're going to hit the go along the from Athens all the way up the coast of Turkey. We're going to go to places like Ephesus, uh, Pergamum. We're going to go to Philippi. It's it's going to, uh, Patmos. We're going to have a great time. And then we'll get on a bus and make our way back to Athens through Greece, see all the sites there and uh, enjoy the biblical sites, Thessaloniki and, and others as we make our way down Berea. And then we will uh, end back in uh, Athens. It's uh, it's going to be a terrific trip, and it'll be Mark Job, Joe Stoll, and me teaching the Bible uh, on all the sites as we go around that area. It, uh, and it's a beautiful ship, and I'm telling you, we're going to be worshiping on that ship, and uh, the food is fantastic. The accommodations are beautiful, but it's it's a tall ship. It's not like what what you usually think of as a cruise ship. It's it's just like what uh, a bigger version of what Paul sailed in. And you don't even get seasick. I've done it before. It's, it's <laughs> I was stable. wondering about that. I was yeah. wondering about yeah. that because it looks like it, it's gorgeous. Yeah. 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 It's oh, fantastic. Boy. Well, it's going to be a good time, so I want to encourage people, go to moodyradio.org forward slash Indiana, click on The Journeys of Paul, and get yourself entered. Mm-hmm. And of course, tune in Saturday at 10 a.m. for Open Line right here on Moody Radio Indiana, and go to michaelrydelnick.org. There you go. Go find it. Great. See what's up. Great. Thanks, Michael. Thanks Appreciate you me, spending guys. time. You got it. Okay. You have an Talk incredible later. day. Bye. God bless you, brother. Hey, stick with us, because after the top of the hour, we are going to be jumping into another great conversation. Just a heads up, a little bit of a warning. You don't want to get the littles out of the room. We are going to be talking about how to protect them uh, from the insidiousness of pornography in their life. Mm -hmm. And so we want to be sure that uh, we give you the the heads up on that and give you some time to clear the room if need be. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life.